Do better. Welcome to Do Better Podcast, a digital content hub from Asade, built for minds interested in doing better. You can leave your comments and suggestions on dobetter.asade.edu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast on Do Better by Esade. My name is Josep Frank, and I am the Dean at Esade Business School. Today, I am sharing this podcast with one of our most successful MBA students, Oare Ehiemwa, who just received the MBA Leadership Award by the Association of MBAs and the Business Graduate Association. Together, we will talk about her experience on entrepreneurship, education, and above all, having a meaningful impact on the world. First of all, congratulations, Oare, for your award. We are very proud of you. And thank you for being with us today. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to share this podcast with you. So let me ask you by... Uh, let me ask you a first question. The MBA Leadership Award by the AMBA and BGA is a recognition to your impact in the business world. Could you please tell us a little bit about you and your project? Sure, thank you so much. Um, I'm super thrilled to have received um, this award and recognition from AMBA and BGA. Uh, so just a bit about myself, um, I'm, I'm Nigerian. I am a proud returnee to Africa. <laughs> so I left Nigeria in 2012 to get an MBA degree um, from Asadi. But I always knew I would, I would return home. Uh, you know, for the longest time, I've been very passionate about youth development, just helping people achieve their full potential. And I don't like seeing potential, you know, go to waste. And in Nigeria, unfortunately, we have a population of about 200 million people uh, 64% of which are aged 24 years and younger, but we have a very high unemployment rate. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's been a constant challenge trying to figure out how to uh, place a lot of young people in, in jobs. Uh, so at an early age, uh, I decided to, to start my career in human resources uh, following my undergraduate degree. I did human resources for six years, but then I started to feel restless. I thought I had a capacity to do more on, you know, reach more people on a larger scale. Um, and so that's kind of when I decided to, to, to leave and, and go to a study to do an MBA degree. And I took the exposure that I garnered from that back home to Nigeria. And, and I started working in a private equity firm. Uh, I had my reservations about joining a private equity firm, to be honest with you. Uh, I felt it was heavily for-profit driven. And, um, you know, at first I wasn't sure that it was something I wanted to do, but I was attracted to the role because it was a dual role. So in addition to working in external relations, um, I was also going to be responsible for managing a foundation that they had created um, to fund local NGOs in Nigeria. So I did that for about three and a half years and it completely changed my view on finance. So now um, I'm fully aware that finance can be used as a tool for good. <laughs> um, but then I decided to, to resign and start OPL Academy. And, and, you know, that's what I've been doing ever since. And OPL stands for One Precious Life um, Academy. So it's, it's been an interesting journey so far. 
So at what time, at what point uh, you decided to start your own project, the, the OPL Academy? Was it um, during the MBA? It was after the MBA when you were in this NGO. So what, what was the moment where you decided to, that you were going to go ahead with your own project, with your own idea? Yes, definitely. So I think it was about a year before I resigned um, from the private equity firm I was working in that I really started to think about the concept of OPL. And, um, you know, I, I was earning a seven-digit figure at the time. And, you know, I, I really was living very comfortably. But I kind of felt that I wanted to be on the ground, making impact at the grassroots level. Um, and so that's kind of when I decided to, to lead to start um, OPL Academy. Okay, that's a fantastic project. And, and you are giving access to training and job opportunities for construction professionals in, in Nigeria. How is that changing their lives and changing the Nigeria society? What is the reward for you? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so basically, uh, I, I would first of all start by uh, maybe you, you, you hit the nail on the head. We're training, uh, we're providing access to job opportunities. Um, we, we, we focused on um, construction because in Nigeria, the construction industry is just such a large employer of labor. So it's like the third, third largest employer of labor. And we felt at the time it would take to upskill a young person and get them to contribute meaningfully in work um, in the construction industry would be much lower than some of like the other industries. Um, and so that's kind of why we decided to go in. The space that we play in is, 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 is very niche. So um, we identify high potential tradesmen and tradeswomen who already have a technical background. So they're coming from either a technical college or a polytechnic. And we take them through a finishing program that focuses heavily on soft skills, uh, professional skills, right? Intended to just help them become, you know, better rounded um, professionals and able to um, relate to clients better and, and to, to, to be able to start and run their businesses more successfully. So we focus on things like communications, emotional intelligence, critical thinking and problem solving, leadership and ethics. So these are critical things for technicians to know. However, they're not really taught in schools in Nigeria. Um, so, so basically that's, that's kind of what the curriculum looks like. Now, in terms of our impacts, we've been able to train about 700 tradesmen and tradeswomen so far. The average salary of our graduates is about $100. So this is about twice the minimum wage in Nigeria. So we're doing what we can to try and lift people out of poverty. Uh, we're also focusing heavily on bridging the gender divide. So in Nigeria, we would say probably about 2% of females currently work in the construction industry. So it's really, really low. We did start out with a very low rate. But we're slowly building. Um, and we have had like a 40% increase in female participation in our programs over the previous year since we started. Um, the last thing I would say on this is that we're very proud of the work that we're doing to just create a better lifestyle for our artisans. Uh, so in addition to giving them access to steady jobs, we're partnering with um, third-party solutions to give them access to microcredit, microhealth insurance. Um, and so now they're able to purchase power tools and equipment at affordable rates, which just improves the quality of their finishing and guarantees that they get repeat jobs. Quite impressive. 
Uh, I'm sure that you have found uh, many challenges, but also many allies in this fantastic journey. Could you tell us a little bit about the challenges that you have found and, and, and which allies help you to overcome those challenges? Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, going to school in Asadi, right? One of the first things you learn is, you know, the importance of gathering data and analyzing data and using that to kind of make critical business decisions. And so I definitely was wearing my MBA hat going back home and trying to see how I could um, you know, work in this work in this space. Unfortunately, in Nigeria, there's very little access to data, so it's one of the major challenges that we do have. Uh, so I found myself having to rely on my local context and knowledge, right, to kind of scope out the challenges and like and like the size of the opportunity. Um, so aside from that, I would say that um, other really pressing challenges are just around finance. You know, just getting access to funding. Um, we have we have a plan to scale to 20,000 tradesmen and tradeswomen over the next five years, and that's going to require funding to do that. Um, unfortunately, in Nigeria, other parts of, of Africa, you know, many times we, we don't have, unfortunately, the visibility, right, um, to connect with international um, organizations or individuals who are interested in, in our market. There's just no platform that gives people that visibility. And so, unfortunately, it's one of the challenges that we constantly grapple with as NGOs, local NGOs um, operating within the country. Uh, the third major challenge, I would say, is talent, right? So world-class talent is very expensive. <laughs> so we're having to find very creative ways to, to partner with in individuals and organizations to get access to what we need. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm, I'm really hoping to take advantage of, you know, just technology, right, to increase our access to people everywhere that just have an interest in OPL and, and what we do and can um, lend support one way or the other. Good. Very good. Uh, you were mentioning uh, that uh, you came out from Esave, um, you know, looking for data and analyzing data. Um, before making any decision. Uh, how, how did you experience that the SADE, the MBA prepared you to pursue your dreams, your objectives? Mm -hmm. SADE is probably one of like the best experiences I've ever had. Um, so I, I left Nigeria in 2012, decided to move to Barcelona. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was certainly... Um, a change in environment. Uh, I, I would say that, first of all, just being in a class of about 150 students from maybe about 50 different countries was amazing, right? And it, what was even more amazing was working in small groups um, of about five or so, you know, everyone being from a different country. So I learned how to work with people whose approach to, you know, work was very different from mine, who thought differently from me, who communicated differently. Um, so it, it built my emotional intelligence, made me more adaptable. Um, I was also in Barcelona, which is just one of the more progressive cities around the world. Um, so I got a chance to see how things work. And I've, I've really tried to see how I can bring that um, focus on excellence back home, especially to what I do. I realized that Nigeria is not going to change overnight, but I can bring a certain level of rigor and excellence to um, OPL Academy and, and how we do things. 
um, within within um, within the um, organization. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the ways I feel Estadi has has really helped. Also, it just provided a well-rounded curriculum, right? That just enabled me to um, experience different facets of business, and I would say just made me a more rounded professional. You know, able to um, wear different hats when required um, within the company. Let me ask you a last question. I'm sure that we have many students um, listening to our podcast today, and probably some of them are considering to create their own uh, venture, their own company, their own project. What would you recommend to any uh, student that wants to become an entrepreneur um, in the sense that how can you have a meaningful impact? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so uh, on a side note, I should probably say, so one precious life, right, OPL Academy, um, we actually got the name. Um, it was derived from a poem by um, a famous poet, Mary Oliver's, that basically says, what are you going to do with, with, your one, with your one precious life, right? And um, it's a constant, you know, reminder to me um, how far I am willing to go to follow my passion. And it also speaks to every young person that we're giving a new lease on life to dream and just to hope for a better future. So I would say that um, for every young person, every, every entrepreneur who is looking to make an impact, I would say, just go for it. Um, you, you already have the skills. Um, study prepares you adequately to, to try. And um, what's more important is to try, even though you might fail, you know, give it a, give it a shot. And when you do fail, learn from those experiences and, and learn how to do things better and try again. Um, and and I, I think grit is required to be an entrepreneur. You, you have to be willing to um, steal yourself from the nose because you're going to get plenty of nose, um, you know, and, and, and you know, really um, celebrate the wins when they come. And I would also say that it's important that you leverage on the strong network that's available within a study. Uh, to to just you know um, ensure that you have access to the right sorts of skill sets required uh, to to help you along the way because there's so many people who are just willing to spend a bit of time helping you think through your idea and to help you nurture that idea so you should definitely take advantage of that as well so yeah so those would be some of the things that I would say <laughs> that's that's awesome thank you thank you very much you know talking to you one can see the passion that you have for what you do. And probably uh, this recommendation is go for it and, and follow your dreams is uh, a recommendation that reflects the Asade entrepreneurial spirit that we would like our graduates uh, to have. As an organization, as an organization who's preparing professionals, uh, we, uh, we have the aspiration of having a positive impact in society. And there is no doubt for me that, that you have achieved uh, uh, this. I mean, you are doing a fantastic project. This one precious life uh, is uh, really being a, a force for good in Nigeria. And, and of course, is, is uh, helping us um, building a more uh, just society, which at the end of the day is one of uh, the values that uh, Esade has 
and, and is very well reflected in our mission. So again, congratulations for your project and for your achievements. Uh, thank you very much. It was fantastic to talk to you. And I'm sure that uh, there are many people in, in our network, uh, students, alumni, uh, who will be inspired by what you have achieved. Thank you very much, Johari. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Y hasta aquí este episodio del podcast de Do Better. Muchas gracias por escucharnos. Si todavía queréis saber más, podéis encontrar las notas del episodio de hoy y muchos más contenidos en dobetter.esade.edu. ¡Hasta la próxima! Do Better.